0: Hello and welcome to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Hopefully you are listening on Veritas or you're watching on YouTube, maybe Facebook, or maybe you're just listening on a podcast app. This is where you're getting your late night fix, but you know it's going to be we don't know because every time we have a show, something happens that we don't expect. Like this story I'm going to share. As we all know, I like to talk about my time in Louisiana. I act like I lived there for 45 years. I'm not even 45, although my new producer for the day would like to have you think otherwise. But when I was a small child, <laughs> I grew up on three acres of land in Louisiana. We all know this. But here's what you don't know I felt very deep inside my soul that I was supposed to be a writer, an author. And I have terrible handwriting. Not that that should deter you from being a writer, but I'm left-handed. So I'm the kid that has like, you know, the pen smudge. Those of you that are watching, I'm I'm pointing to my left hand. This is always like covered in pen, marker, Sharpie, whatever. And I always like, as a left-handed person, I always go to like the end of a table. If I'm eating with friends, I always go to the corner. So I'm not bumping people the whole time. All right, fine. So I told myself I'm going to be a writer, even though I'm going to smudge all over the paper. Because again, I grew up, listen, not, it wasn't that long ago, but it definitely was a pen and paper type of situation for like writing books. I wrote by the fire at night. (laughs) Not really. I did have electricity, but you know what I did have? I had all this extra paper. With those lines with the dashes, you know, so you could practice your handwriting. And I think I had so much because my teachers were like, You are awful at handwriting. Here's a stack of these papers to use to work on your penmanship. So I took that as you should write a book. And I did. And I spent about three weeks writing a book. Smudging all over these papers. I like drew, I cannot draw y'all. I cannot do anything artistic. I was drawing things, I was painting things, like, and I was gluing the papers together. I think I might have stapled some. I don't know. Probably sewed them. It was awful. They were so ugly. Like, here's how bad it was. And this is really bad because my parents actually listen to this show. They don't listen to everything I do, but this show they listen to. Um, They can close their ears right now. My parents wouldn't even buy my book. I'm not kidding. It was so bad. It was just a wad. It was a wad of paper and it was just ugly. And I I had a wagon back in the day, what was it, Little Tykes, right? Remember Little Tykes? And the wagon that like you would push in the sides and they would go down so you could like get in the wagon. Well, I just filled it with all these books that I had written and I literally went door to door to door on my street (laughs) trying to sell these books. Y'all, no one bought them. It's really sad. I spent so many days doing that and no one bought any of my books. I did that. That was something I did as a child. I also would do all sorts of things. Like for instance, my poor mother, I would constantly give her things to do for me and my friends outside. And she didn't want to do them. She was she was getting her master's degree. She had 3 kids. At one point she was pregnant with my fourth brother. Like she didn't want to sit around and have me dictate what she should be doing with her life. <clears throat> but often I would say, "Mom, you need to come outside and tell us all that you have Kool-Aid, by, by having it having a tray with Kool-Aid and the little paper cups and scream, "Kool-Aid kids and then we're going to run to you and then we're going to take the Kool-Aid." Literally told this to my mother at least on a weekly basis. And here's what's really cute about that. Even though she didn't buy my books, which I do remember, um, she did make Kool-Aid, put them in little paper cups, come outside with a tray (laughs) and say, Kool-Aid kids, and we, would come running. And by we, I mean just myself. (laughs) None of my friends would follow. My brothers were eating sand. This is a perfect segue into my current friends and how they still treat me. how how they how they interact with me those of you who have followed my career my bustling famous career so basically my mom and dad um you know this person which they don't like this person Taylor Schroll who I am blessed enough to be a co-host on his show and if you if you listen to or watch Forte Catholic which is Taylor's show and that is a very successful show it's been on the air what five years six years how long have you been around
1: yeah thank you for celebrating our 5 year anniversary because you're part of the show now yeah, too. But-, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i haven't been there all 5 years i'm
1: it was very successful for two <laughs> the last three have been a little different
0: the last three have been amazing. And on that show, Taylor picks on me and he's allowed to be mean to me. But here's what's so fun about this. This is my show. And Taylor has to be nice. Because <laughs> my mom and dad watch this show, Taylor, and they will get so mad at you.
1: <laughs> here's what I don't understand. Is you constantly tell me that no one that likes you likes me. And yet true? I, I am in your inner circle. <laughs> you and are. you keep bringing me closer. So I don't understand what's wrong with me. What's wrong with you? What's I, wrong with them? I enjoy toxic relationships. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <tip. laughs> Lots of drama,
0: Taylor. Um, you are you are behind the producer desk. You look different than JW. His wife had a baby, so that obviously involves him. <laughs> he's got. The, I, <laughs> <laughs> he's got to. He's got to deal with family life and all these things. And you've been kind enough to step in. And I don't know. We might never let you go, Taylor. We'll see. But you're going to play producer today. I don't know. The difference between me
1: and JW is that I'm abandoning my children (laughs) to come here. And he's like, I should be a good dad and go (laughs) elsewhere.
0: We all know JW is a much better person than everyone else in this room. (laughs) that is very, (laughs) yeah. We didn't have to get on the radio to, to make that um, happen. So I want to, I want to know your, um, your thoughts. You heard me say how sad my childhood was that I made books and I tried to sell them to neighbors and my parents and no one bought them. I'm guessing you're not surprised.
1: I mean, it is so difficult for me to sit here and listen to you tell stories and not be able to break in immediately. Like my biggest takeaway from that story was you were like, Oh, yeah. And then my mom brought out Kool-Aid, which means, like, <laughs> I love her. She sounds amazing. She hates me, but I love her. And she sounds awesome. But, like, the, the the biggest thing you said was you were like, oh, and then I came running. And I'm like, no, you didn't. Like, you weren't running anywhere to go get that Kool-Aid. <laughs> I
0: was. This was pre <laughs> poly <Roly-Poly-Lip>. live <laughs> <laughs> this was before I got too chunky, Taylor. I could, I could roll, I could run. Well, maybe, I don't know. I'm For me, I thought I was running. I
1: <laughs> oh man, all I want to do now is like, I, I want to. You want to see pictures. No, I want to like record you running now and put it on the show. See, so, you now
0: that I can do. I can run now. Now I can run. Back then I couldn't. Yeah, all right. Maybe it was like a- We a can slow, put that music. Slow jog. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? I actually went running with a friend in 2018 so I was like probably 100 pounds heavier than I am right now and because that's when things really started changing from it was 2018 and
1: she was right like, when you started running I wonder right. if there's a correlation <laughs> actually it wasn't
0: the running because that <laughs> I stopped I was like this isn't helping at all and here's what she told me and she's one of my best friends in the planet on the planet in the planet both and and
1: on <laughs> the files are in the computer <laughs>
0: And she literally said to me she goes you're kind of more of like a like a fast walker <laughs> i was like not even a jogger and she was like i no, i i wouldn't say that you're a jogger and that's when i pieced out of running <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> this week like, this weekend i was wearing my like planet fitness t-shirt yeah and someone asked me like l- legitimately asked me if i was wearing it ironically and i was so sad <laughs>
0: No, I re- I'm an affiliate.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they
0: paid me to wear their shirt. I'm an influencer.
1: I am the peak of fitness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, but you were like a, you were a fit kid. Like, let's be honest. I was
1: running to get the kool You
0: Kool-Aid. were running to get the Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. You would have, you would have totally jogged. And we already know we probably wouldn't have been friends when we were little, but you were We're not friends kid. now. <laughs> oh, Taylor, you can't be mean on my show. You had to be nice on my show or Tom and Vicky won't Is listen. Is the
1: truth mean? <laughs> Sometimes.
0: He loves me so much. And my parents are going to love you because I tell them to. But tell me about when you were a little kid, were you really athletic? Like, what did you, did you make your mom do stuff? Like, did you draw books and try to like sell them to your parents? Did you make your mom, I don't know, come outside and say certain things? Were you a dramatic kid, Taylor?
1: I I was not a dramatic kid. I was an easy kid to parent until like my senior year my mom would say i was difficult but like i'm the only boy definitely the easiest one to parent like i was i was pretty chill like literally all i did was go and work out and run and, and do things so even when
0: you were little what did you play when you were little like what sports did you play
1: um th- the, th- the or- ones with Ball, the one that you did with no ball. Like I did all of the sports. You did all the sports. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Were you a scout or anything? Like, did you? Do anything? <laughs> That's a no. That's a. Look how much we got to know Taylor in about three seconds. <laughs> he played sports and uh, there's no badge work. He doesn't know how to whittle. That's what I heard. You're not a camper. Are you an out? You're are you an outdoorsy kind of a guy? Jw is really into outdoors and he's super athletic. You were athletic. <laughs>
1: And now I sit inside, which is why I'm no longer athletic.
0: <laughs> but are you outdoorsy? I don't know this about you. Yes,
1: you do. do
0: I, I? I, here's what I want to know. the
1: lake. It's like, this is my first time being on this show behind the desk. I sat next to you for a while and you, you made fun of me then too. Uh, but what I don't understand is like, we have talked about this multiple times I on my know. show. And I don't know if you're feigning <laughs> ignorance or if you just are. <laughs> Go with it, Taylor. <laughs> it's a bit. Yeah. Oh, I, in that case. Oh, I love it the outside i love leaving electricity and air conditioning you don't
0: you don't camp you're not a camper i do not no i know um this is where we connect so that makes sense that you didn't do any badge work like Scoutmaster nathan which you need to watch those episodes (laughs) if you haven't they're kind of amazing because nathan is all about the outdoors and all the things so you never did anything like were you the kid did you ever have like a lemonade stand or like how did you pretend to make money when you were little like under 10 Oh, un, what did un, you try to do? Under to get 10, money? Under nothing. 10.
1: But, like, nothing? in like when I tur- maybe like a couple years later, like 12, 13, okay. I started a, a lawn mowing business. And oh. you'll like this story, I think, <laughs> because I did used to look different than I do now. And I think the primary reason that I was hired as the lawn mower for a lot of these suburban women is that I mowed my lawn without my shirt on. Oh, you were eye candy. Yeah. You were like,
0: um, oh, what was his name? Patrick Dempsey.
1: And yeah, me and Patrick Dempsey real similar. <laughs>
0: well, in "Can't Buy Me Love," you might have been, because he was not—he was not McDreamy back in the '80s, which you weren't even born then. I don't know what year you were born. You were I, born last. Week. I
1: was an '80s baby.
0: Were you really? I
1: made it by nine weeks.
0: <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. You were born in '89. '89, right before '90. <laughs> <Same>. You're correct. <laughs> Listen, this is why people tune in <laughs> because they just want to see what I don't know. And we've, you already know it's a lot. <laughs> I don't know so many things. That's why I married a financial advisor. He would know that that was close to 1990. I was not born in 89, but we're going to leave that a mystery. Taylor likes to pretend that I'm like 78 years old. And I it like, it doesn't
1: take that big of an imagination. <laughs> You're
0: <know> the worst. <laughs> So you had a lawn mowing business. You didn't do anything when you were tiny little to make money. Your parents just, what, gave you an allowance? I don't understand.
1: No. Of course <laughs> I didn't make it. Do I seem like a person that got an allowance? I didn't grow up like you, Olivia.
0: <laughs> and we're into the rich jokes. All right, everybody. So this is the new producer, Taylor. <laughs> If you've seen us, we uh, we do work together and you'll be seeing this face from time to time in his voice. <laughs> Don't leave the show. <laughs> Come back, you guys. You are tuned into It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And I'm here with the great Kelly Mantone, who I like to mispronounce her name. I really did think it was like the... Melalorian, Mediterranean Mel whatever. I can't say it. Kelly, explain to me your name. <laughs> because when we were on the internet, I said it wrong. And you corrected me online. And now you're to have to correct them. All the things I'm saying wrong. How do you say your name, Kelly? Hello, welcome to the show.
2: <laughs> it is Kelly Mantone. Um, yeah, it's confusing because they put too many vowels in there. It's one of those Italian names. But it always throws people for a loop because it doesn't end with a vowel, but they put a lot in the middle. So, you know, Mantone. So we just
0: add things, but it's just Kelly Mantone. And, but you're not just Kelly Mantone. Here's the thing. You need a spectacular name. Like um, you really need something big and flashy, or you could be like a one worded named kind of celebrity, you know, like Cher or I don't know, Oprah. Like, I think you, <laughs> you can pull it off, Kel. You're coming from New Jersey. Is that right? Like we are not in the same state. I'm in Texas. You're New Jersey, but we just saw each other not that long ago, a few weeks ago. And it was too much fun. I wanted to like hang out with you all night. You make me laugh all the time. Thank you for coming and hanging out with me <laughs> because that was super fun. But tell me what is going on with you friend? Because the last time, or let's just be honest, the only time I've ever met you in real life was at a Jen event. I can't go an episode of the show without saying Jen's name. So we got that out of the way. That's how I met you. And now you're kind of a big deal. You're like an author. You like have this online presence. I mean, Kelly, what is, I mean, come on. How did you get started is what I really want to know. How did you get connected with Jen and I'm gonna bring up something about a a monoc- how do you? what is that called? A monocle? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah. So we're gonna talk about that in a second. But yeah, what got you started in in this whole little sector of the world of becoming a writer and a speaker and influencer? You 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 influence me, Kel. <laughs>
2: oh wow. I'd like to know how I influence you. I don't think I have very good things to influence people in, but anyway, so yeah, it ties into Jen Fulweiler, just like you. I mean, back in the world of Catholic mommy blogging, Uh, that's how it started. And she was blogging and I was blogging and we connected online and she held the Adele events and I was at the Adele events, some of them. And, but basically I just blogged, I share a lot about my family, some of it ridiculous, some of it serious, but um, I have two children with disabilities, so I share a lot about that as well. And from that, um, I had this idea to write a book And it was actually Jen who told me over drinks on my birthday once, she's like, you really need to write this down because I was in a plane recently and there was a lot of turbulence and I really thought it was going to go down. And I was just so glad that my book, my story was at least out there. And she's like, you have to put your story down. So I was like, wow, I need to write this book before I die in some (laughs) tragedy. (laughs) That was my takeaway after a few drinks. (laughs) Holy crap. I got to write this book before something awful happens. Before
0: so, death, and everyone yeah. who's getting on a plane right now is now writing things down on a cocktail napkin yes. because just in case yeah. something happens. So <laughs> that yeah. is hilarious.
2: So, so yeah, you did. So, so you I, listened
0: I, to Jen Fulweiler and you wrote a book.
2: I did. And it just I, came out. A- but
0: you were a big deal at Adele. Like, weren't you the MC for Adele? I feel like, or did I make that up? You made that you made up.
2: That up? But at I made that second, up. Okay,
0: great, great.
2: The second Adele, I was actually a speaker. I gave a talk. Um, it was like my largest speaking thing at that point, and I was like, I literally, I got up at the podium, and like I'm holding the airsickness bag from the airplane I flew in on because I might not make it through this talk without totally throwing up. I was so nervous.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. You were great. I, I just remember. So Adele was a conference that happened. I don't know, 2016, 15, 17, 18, I don't know, a couple of times. And 2018 is when my career started because of Adele, but it was a conference put on by Jen Fulweiler and Hallie Lord for all of their mommy blogger friends that followed them and who were also fellow mommy bloggers. I don't read mommy blogs and I don't write one. (laughs) I had no business being at that conference. You know why I was there, Kelly? Because I had tremendous FOMO. I was so mad at everyone because they all had these cute little printouts that said, I'm going to Adele. And I was so jealous which I don't think we believe in. I think that's actually something we're like against, <laughs> but I was like yeah. so jealous. I wanted a ticket and it was an expensive ticket and I bought one just so I wasn't left out. I had no idea who any of y'all were. I didn't know who Jen was, Hallie, you, I didn't know anything. And, uh, and I went and that's how the whole thing got started for me. But you gave a talk to you. Remember what you spoke on at that conference at all? Or were you just trying not to vomit?
2: <laughs> no, I do remember. I talked on because, um, Jen had a link up, seven quick takes, which now I run seven quick takes. And so I stuck with seven and I was like, seven ways to rock your vocation like a boss. And basically just this overall, like, we are strong, powerful Catholic women. Like that, that kind of vibe, you know, we can do all things. So that was my talk. And I didn't throw up, spoiler, didn't throw up. And, um... (laughs) It went really well. It was really well received. So
0: Yeah. No, I became a fan. Here's what I love about you, Kel, is that you're not like the other mommy bloggers. No offense. You, I could tell from the beginning, totally out of the box, different than all the other cats and kittens. For instance, there's some pictures of you at the Yale Club in New York City, right? Wasn't the Yale Club and you're wearing a top hat and a monocle? And I think you had a cane. I don't, I just make sure that I have all the props. Correct. And why? Because that's when you really got on my radar of, I was like, she's fun. I was like, she's not like the other moms. (laughs) What was that?
2: Yeah. So, uh, it was Jen's, one of her books, I think it was her second one. The name escapes me, but she had a book release party at the Yale club. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go to that. I'm going to pop on the train, go up there. But I'm coming as the Monopoly man because it's Yale club. It's like hoity-toity. And so I had a top hat. I had a tuxedo jacket. I had a bow tie and I had a little like on a stick, like monocle mustache thing. And so I show up at the Yale club and I walk in and people are just, and I have, oh, I have a cane too. Gold topped cane. And I walk in and people are just like looking at me because I'm like, oh, I guess it's not just book people that are here. There's like other Yale Club people here. And I walk in with my props and I was like, hey, I'm going to a book signing thing. There was another book signing there, too. Some guy had some like natural history book, which was like really scientific and complex. And I was like, no, no, I'm here for the one with Jen Fulweiler, like props and And she's introducing me to all these people, like, oh, here's Kelly Mantone is the Monopoly man. And people are just like, Who is this person? Why is she here? What is going on? No one there read blogs either. They were all fans of her radio show. And so I was just this weird person with props. But it was a good time. It was fun. (laughs) We wound up then getting drinks afterwards and taking some pictures and people were it was fun. It was a good fun time. It got silly.
0: I feel like you and Joe Fulweiler kind of connected that night with the, although maybe, I don't know, I could have made that up. I thought that was hilarious. I was like, so you kind of inspired me uh, when Jen had a, her big like filming thing in Chicago. I went up there and the after party VIP was in a speakeasy. So Mm -hmm. I made sure to dress up as a speakeasy person. Like, I don't know, like the 1920s, I had a wig and I had like a flapper dress. And I would like to say that was to a, that was my homage to you, Kelly. That was my, see, you influenced me. See what I just did. I just, I brought it back around.
2: Nice. That's a good influence. I guess that's a good influence thing. It's not like you did something like awful or terrible. Like you did. Something no, no, no,
0: no, no. no. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to dress up. So when, When I saw you the other night, we had so much fun because here's the thing. Both of us are not like the other people (laughs) in the Catholic world. Do you find yourself kind of always a little bit off to the side? Like, do you feel like you fit into boxes, Kelly, like when you're out with people? Or do you feel like now I'm just kind of my own drummer, my own thing?
2: I'm I'm way out there. I'm way out there (laughs) in my own little category. I've got my own little box on a shelf somewhere far away from all the other boxes on the shelves. And that's fine. I've accepted that. And, you know, so I'm fine. You're okay with it. Yes. So what, uh, one of the things
0: we talk about all the time is about being extraordinary and people think that that means you have to be really like big and out there and crazy. But what you do, what's so interesting about you is that you're kind of You're kind of in the background though, you know, you're kind of more of an introvert than I think people would guess, you know, like you don't mind, like you can handle the spotlight and do all this kind of stuff. But, but you're not a flashy, look at me, look at me kind of a gal, you you're out of the box, but you're not loud about it. And I really admire that. And I find that to be part of what makes you extraordinary. So my question to you is what, like, how do you give yourself permission to be extraordinary. Kelly, how do you give yourself permission to not fit in one of those boxes?
2: Well, you know, I had, I was just doing another interview and someone asked me about like a favorite saint of mine. And I said, St. Hildegard. And I think she's a good example of this because, you know, she lived in the middle ages. She was a nun, but she was a writer. She was a speaker. She traveled. She was, gave advice to Kings, Popes, she was a composer. She was a you know wrote about medicine and treated people. Like she did not fit in any box, but she was really like obedient and um, you know she knew what her vocation was. Like she was a nun. You know what I mean? That was her primary vocation, and so she was also very humble. And so I think that's what it is. Like I know what my primary vocation is. Like I'm a mom, and I have a lot of duties at home. And I love to write and I love to speak and I love to be silly and do all those things. But like, I also have to remember to be humble and like, you know, stay within, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing. Anything that really pulls me too far outside of my primary vocation might be too much of a distraction. So I just remember like Hildegard just did what she wanted to do. And now she's a doctor of the church. And so I do what I can do within the confines of what I have and, you know, God will, Make it as big or as little or whatever as he wants to do with it. So, that's no, I love that. I
0: do. No, I think that's fantastic, and I'm glad you kind of talked more about her because she's definitely one that not everybody knows mm-hmm. as well. You know, you hear her name, but you you never really know much about her. I want to hear about your book. I want you to share because it just it just got released, right? Am I right? Like it's been yeah. this year, this fall. Like it just got here. It's kind of a big deal. It's a new thing. I want to hear the title. I want to hear what it's about. So give me your elevator speech on oh. your book, Kelly?
2: You have it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm prepared. My book is Better Than Okay, Finding Joy as a Special Needs Parent. And it basically details uh, my journey, my family's journey, especially mine being like getting the diagnosis of my two youngest sons and being at my lowest point spiritually, mentally, and now moving to where you know, my life is full of joy. My, my son's life is full of joy and I can dress up as the monopoly man and go out and have a good time. There was a point early on when I thought I could never smile again. Like, how could I ever have joy in my life when my son's had this horrible diagnosis? And so the book walks you through how I moved from that to where I am now and how God helped, you know, me and my family through all that. And, you know, so it's just, it's helpful to other special needs parents. So they're not stuck in those, that frame of mind, but also it's really good for other people that just want to understand what special needs parents are going through. So they know how to help them and relate to them. Um, And also a lot of people have said that the steps that I offer are just helpful for going through other sort of like traumatic events as well. So, but yeah, so that's, that's my book and it's better than okay.
0: Can people get it on Amazon? Yeah. It's better than okay. Yes. Get it on <laughs> I don't know where we buy books if we can't get it on Amazon. I mean, what if someone says no? <laughs> then we have no options we have come to my
2: house you can knock on my door say hi i would like a few copies i'll be like sure and i'll waddle out my bathrobe and i'll sign them for you and you can venmo me a little bit fine oh i
0: love it i love that you added that that's very current actually i'm glad that you just said something so current and hip because i want to come back and i want to play a game with you because i know as a special needs parent of two children all you do is sit down and read events. <laughs> I know that that's, you are up to date on all things yes, current events. I mean, date. I, I'm pretty sure you're going to nail this game and actually watch you out, you know, just <laughs> don't be nervous. It's going to be fantastic. Kelly, will you come back and play a game with me when we come back? I, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. You guys, you are tuned into It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And as we know, I've got a new face on the screen today um and and now we're gonna actually <laughs> kelly did her face that's a pretty face on the screen <laughs> but we've got um we've got a new producer in studio which no one's ever heard of this guy as i said earlier but um some of you might get to know him his name is taylor shroll and i apparently won a really bad bet somewhere in life that this <laughs> This man keeps coming back into it you're like a piece of gum on the bottom of my shoe taylor that i just can't seem to like get enough traction you know like you know what we'll
1: deal with you later let's play a game <laughs> shall we while you have your See? fantastic guest See? here
0: we're gonna play a game taylor is gonna be in charge he's so excited go ahead taylor I all am. yours so
1: how th- there are uh, fake fake stories and real stories and all i'm going to do is read you the articles and then you, you both you wonderful ladies, get to guess uh, if these stories are real or fake. Are you ready? The for whole this? article or just the headline? Well, I mean, we'll see. It depends on how much you want to talk trash about me instead of playing the game. Okay. <laughs> so here we go. I'm going to start with, with this first one. Ready. Sprinklegate sinks a UK's a UK batter uh, bakery's top sellers after sprinkles, the topping is found to be illegal. And Liv is going to make me read this as my first appearance on the show. A British bakery has been forced to pull its top-selling cookies from the market after regulators informed the owner that the sprinkles are illegal. The U.S.-made sprinkles contain a coloring that's legal for some uses, but not for sprinkling. Rich Myers, owner of the Get Baked Bakery in Leeds, disclosed the recent setback, and he was very upset by this, saying, quote, This is very expletive annoying. (laughs)
0: expletive annoying do you ladies
1: think this is a real (laughs) news story or a fake news story
0: okay i say i say real i don't i mean that sounds something like i know in great britain like they can they're so like more into what they eat than americans (laughs) we're like we'll eat it we don't care we'll die it doesn't matter and great britain's like so we have rules so i say yes i say that's true kelly what are your thoughts
2: I say it's true. It's probably like they don't want our red number forty or whatever. Is
0: that so, what it is? Yeah,
2: I think Taylor so. is that
0: true?
1: You are both correct. Give yourselves a hand! Yay! I is it a,
0: red number forty? It,
1: it is. It is a coloring issue. But this is what the <laughs> what the what the owner says. Um, it is highly <laughs> unlikely. That we will find any legal sprinkles that will be that we can use as a replacement. British sprinkles just aren't the same. They're totally expletive. That's literally what the story says.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think they're very like proper. The (laughs) sprinkles—they have monocles and a mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Sprinkle. Okay, we're ready. Do it. We have probably one more. We can uh, do one
1: more. Okay, let's do one more. Are let's you ready? do one more. Oh, no, we have to do two more. We have to okay, do two well, more we'll because well, then you you'll know the this one's artic- fake.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kelly, try really hard.
0: This is going to be really difficult.
1: All right, so I'm going to do the true one now or maybe the fake one. Oh, no, we don't know. Um, a teleconferencing pastor requests any worshiper currently speaking in tongues to go on mute. This is in Depew, Oklahoma, in an effort to reduce disruptions during a prayer meeting held by teleconference Tuesday, Pastor Terry McEvers of the First Pentecostal Church of God reportedly asked that any congregants presently speaking in tongues place themselves on mute for the duration of the service. And his quote is, though it is only natural for the Holy Spirit to overwhelm us as we gather in praise, we have quite a lot of of God's children on the line this morning. So I need those of you crying out in the heavenly language to turn off your device's microphone.
0: Kelly, you go first. Uh, I, think,
2: I think it's true. I feel like I actually heard about this, but maybe really, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's some weird meme my kids are telling me about that actually... <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to say true. Kelly says
0: true. Sure. I'm going to say false because, first of all, I've never heard of that town in Oklahoma.
1: <laughs> That's what did it for you. That's huh? what
0: did it for me. I We all know from... If anybody's listening to the show more than once, I'm amazing at geography. And by that, I mean I'm awful. So... <laughs>
1: what uh, is it taylor so uh kelly was correct oh. in that she has heard of this person but unfortunately she heard about it on the onion so liv I got know. it right
0: <laughs> and the onion's a fake thing right it is a fake
1: thing you're oh. right well onions are real but you wouldn't know that because you never <laughs> cooked in the kitchen but that's a whole other thing
0: i do love real <laughs> onions <laughs> the one made by god those i like That's hilarious. Okay, so you have another one for us?
1: Yes, final one, final one. So we had one true and one false. That means this one is one of the two. Okay. (laughs) A New Zealand city is taking its official wizard off the payroll after two decades. And there's a lovely picture. Christchurch, New Zealand is parting ways with its official city wizard after more than two decades. His offensive remarks about women and the local government's new tourism strategy reportedly spelled his doom. Ian Brackenberry channel is known as the wizard of New Zealand. Apparently even uh, on official documents, like his passport, He's been in the Christ City's uh, on on the city council payroll since 1998, receiving an annual salary of 16,000 New Zealand money, which is about 18 cents here. I'm just kidding; I made that part up. What do you guys think? <laughs>
0: oh my gosh! Wait a second. I want Kelly to be an official wizard for like New Jersey. wish That was a thing. I'm gonna go with. I listen I don't know I kind of feel like that's fake because I feel like all of a sudden he didn't get offensive like I feel like he would have been offensive the whole time like he would have been an offensive wizard I don't know I think that's fake Kel what are your okay. thoughts
2: this is totally true I heard my son t- this is how I know Kurt events because my my older kids send me all this weird stuff so I feel like, <laughs> like although maybe it's another onion or maybe the Babylon Bee or whatever but I am oh, like yeah I have heard about Okay, this. Kelly says true I've heard about this I think it's true
1: All right. Um, Again, Liv trying to get me canceled in my first ever (laughs) appearance behind this this side of the (laughs) microphone. Um, This is true. Is it really? This is a real thing. And this is a quote from The Wizard, not from Taylor Swirl. Make sure you believe it. (laughs) Uh, I love women. I forgive them all the time. I've never struck one yet. (laughs) <laughs> Never strike a woman because they bruise too easily is the first thing and they'll tell the neighbors and their friends and then you're in big trouble. <laughs> he said that? He did. That's why he's no longer the the official wizard. I mean, he's still a wizard, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Be gone. Your magic has no power here.
0: <laughs> wow. wow. He sounds fun at a party, Kel. I...
2: Get him to the Yale Club.
0: I. <laughs> exactly oh my gosh okay well that was shocking I actually know no current events I'm thinking current events are like I heard that Kanye changed his name that's a current event I heard that does that count and I heard like Courtney Kardashian got engaged to Travis Baker Barker what's his name Taylor
1: I don't know Barker segment over
0: apparently all I know are the Kardashians <laughs> This is So sad. Kelly, I think that it's fantastic that you know more about all of this than I do. I want to come back and I want to talk about a little tiny, little minuscule thing that happened in your life. You might remember it. It was just a bleep. The OSV innovative challenge. Can we talk about that whenever we come back? What do you think about that? We kind of put our brains back into our heads.
2: (laughs) Sure. I'd love, I'd love to share that experience. Relive that. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, so you guys, don't go
0: anywhere. We're talking to Kelly Mantone, and you are listening to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison, and we are with Kelly Mantone. Here's the thing. There's this really cool thing project, I don't know what to call it, program, that started a few years ago, kind of, well, it's definitely pre-pandemic, but it kind of got lost in the pandemic, I would think. Not a lot of people have heard about it. It's called the OSV Innovative Challenge, Our Sunday Visitor. Now, we've had a couple of people on before that were part of this year's 2021 OSV Innovative Challenge, and one of the top people is Kelly Mantone. She actually went out for it, 600 people applied, and you were in the what, Kelly, the top Top twelve? Top ten
2: top twenty-four. Top, 10? Top,
0: 24. Top, top twenty-four. So what is the OSV Innovative Challenge? If nobody's heard of it, this is our first time. What exactly is it?
2: Um, so it's an accelerator program. So people have all these great innovative ideas for like a ministry or a business or an app, anything that, you know, is gonna innovate the church. Um, you apply and it gets narrowed down. And so as a semifinalist, the twenty-four of us, we went through a really intense Business accelerator where we helped kind of develop our ideas more, learned about funding, fundraising, um, all this like really complex stuff that I had no idea as a you know kind of startup person. And then after that, uh, we gave a pitch, and then it was narrowed down to the twelve semifinalists who then uh, compete for the hundred thousand dollar. There's three hundred thousand dollar grand prize. So it's a it's did you make it to the twelve? I thank you for rubbing it in. No, I did not.
0: <laughs> but you made it to the 24.
2: I made it to the 24, and that was a valuable experience. And I did get some funding from OSV as a semi finalist. So that has been really helpful in growing my ministry, accepting the gift, um, even though I did not make it onto the next round. So,
0: But that's okay. We're not going to talk about that part. We're going to talk about what is your program? What did you pitch to OSV? What earned you that amazing top 24 spot. I mean, come on. It was out of 600 people, Kelly. Don't make that like, you're a big deal. That is really impressive. I'm impressed.
2: Thanks. So what,
0: yeah. What did you come out to OSV?
2: So in all my free time between blogging, homeschooling, being a mom, caregiver, and writing this book, I thought, Hey, I'm going to start a ministry for Catholic special needs parents. So it started with a one-day conference in 2019. And then I was like, hey, parents need more than a one-day event. So about two years ago, I started, while I was in the hospital with my youngest son, actually, a ministry. So um, that's what I put out to OSV. So obviously, it's still a very young ministry. And obviously, I've been trying to grow it through a pandemic, which has not been like easy, but that's what I pitched to them. And um, so, yeah, we just provide resources and support to Catholic special needs parents to help them grow in their unique vocation. Um, So through conferences, uh, blogs, support groups, um, you know, an online forum type community. So, and we're growing, thankfully, the funding we did get. um, I'm producing a lot more new materials now that we're gonna be releasing by the end of the year that are gonna be a real help to parents so they can learn to advocate for their kids, advocate for other families and hopefully get more in-person support groups set up, which are so crucial and that we really need following all this time being apart from one another.
0: No, I think that's fantastic. What is the name of your personal ministry? What is it called?
2: Accepting the gift.
0: Accepting the Mm -hmm. gift. So where can people go to find your book, you, you're speaking, you're accepting the gift, all yeah. things Kelly, me too. where can they go?
2: Um, so my ministry can be found at acceptingthegift.org. You can also find us on Facebook by searching accepting the gift. That'll show you our, um, you can join our private Facebook group if you're a parent. Um, and then you can find me personally on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, I'm either at Kelly Mantone or at This Ain't the Lyceum. My blog is thisain'tthelyceum.org. Lyceum is L-Y-C-E-U-M. That's a
0: hard word, Kelly. I mean, when you rebrand, you might have to let that one go. I know, but
2: it's so clever.
0: <laughs> it is so clever, which is what you are. I mean, you are so Google clever. Just Google
2: my name, Kelly Mantone. I mean, it all comes up. <laughs> on the first it all be so. there.
0: I want to know I want to know the names though that didn't make it as your ministry name. You accepting the gift is clever. Like that's really cute. I like it. It's also very positive and it's very, you know, forward. So what were some of the names that you were bouncing around that you were like that's not going to work? Oh man. <laughs> Do you even remember?
2: I don't remember because accepting the gift was actually the name of the one-day conference and I thought that would just be the name of the conference and then I was like, "Oh, I'm going to make this a bigger thing. I'm just kind of taking that name and just going with it." Um, but I forget, I actually did have a brainstorming session with people and it was accepting the gift. It was, you know, lo- really long, convoluted things. I was like, no, 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 we can't make a website with that. It's got to be simple. So I It's got to be I simple. I forget, but ev- once I said accepting the gift, everybody was like, oh, that sounds really good. So
0: that's we a good one. It. So those of us who didn't make it to the top 24, I want to hear... And obviously, OSV is not listening to this because they have no idea who I am. What is the best tip you got out of the accelerator, Kelly? Like for those who are out there who are entrepreneurs, who are, you know, just starting out, I don't know, anything. What were you like? That was a gym.
2: Really? I learned so much because just coming from the world of being a mommy blogger, sometimes I would look at Pinterest or different things for like ways to grow my blog or turn my blog into a business. And they were all garbage in hindsight, you know? So this was like, I feel like I almost got like a mini MBA. Like I really learned so much about how to plan for the future, how to you know, book, like just how to plan money stuff. I had no idea with money. Um, So for me personally, having no business experience, I just learned a lot about how to run a business in general. If you already knew how to run a business, I don't know if it would be as helpful to you or anybody, but for me, it was very helpful.
0: I have no idea how to run a business. I, I, <laughs> I'm I, trying to be a trophy wife. That's what I'm trying to do. So that's it. That's my business plan. <laughs> so I'll let you know how that goes. But um, I love that you had such a good experience with OSV. I'm guessing you highly recommend it. Uh- do you think that like, are are you able to go out for it again? Is this something that you're allowed to apply for more than um, once I, or was, are you kind of need a break?
2: Um, I think because I was in the semi-final round, I don't think I could go out for it again, but if you didn't make it to that round, I think you could probably apply again. Um, It was absolutely exhausting. Um, it was draining. <laughs> I was yeah. freaking out. Like, so that deadline was the end of August. And basically I spent half of August in a panic and, my house was a disaster. And, you know, I homeschool and I was trying to start homeschooling in August. And I was like, we're not starting this week. Like, we're just, we're just not starting and go outside, get away from me. Like, so it was, it was very, very So it's hard.
0: bringing families together. OSV is what I
2: <laughs> Not to so much, but <laughs> it was very hard. So you have to be willing to commit a lot of time to it. So again, there were were people in it that had like a whole team of people that were entering with their team. And so they could all take parts of it. And for me, it's just me doing everything all the time. And it was exhausting. So I would, would but you did it. You got
0: some money. And now we can hear about all your things. You guys, I want you to go and find Kelly Mantone All over the internet, if you are a special needs parent, or if you have friends who have children that have special needs, she's our go-to. You're like our token. Is that okay? Can you just be that for all of us, Kelly?
2: I'm happy to be that token person. Come to me with all your questions and whatnot.
0: I love it. Kelly, thank you so much for hanging out with me today, even though we're not in the same state anymore. Um, You were just a pleasure. I've had so much fun. You guys, thank you for tuning in to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. We'll be right back. Welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And I've got Taylor on the couch because... Taylor, you've been sending in, well, you've sent in one video. Yeah, very <laughs> consistent. You're you're our like technology guy for the show, right? Because I think of you well, as like- That's as, what
1: you pay me for. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're the IT guru. You, the last time, talked about, I don't know, what did you talk about? Star Wars stuff.
1: See, this is really confusing. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> And that's not what you asked me to do at all. You asked me to do pop culture stuff, and now pop you're just culture. like, that's "Hey, it. will you talk about computer chips?" I don't know. I, like Did you it, know that there's a computer chip shortage? There you go. There's no, your technology update. I didn't, I didn't there. know
0: that. Is that true?
1: Yeah, that's why nobody can get video games and and computers, and that's why you can't run a car because there's no new cars because they all use computer chips now, so that your car can be controlled by the government <laughs> and they can track you. Stop
0: it! You're the worst. <laughs> so I want to talk about because you are the one. You are younger than me. And that was so good. You were so quiet just then. You are younger than me. Because somebody honked
1: the horn and no one's supposed to be here? I'm real confused.
0: (laughs) And you know all the things about what the kids are doing these days. I have to tell you, I was at this conference in New York a few weeks ago. And everybody was talking about Twitch. And I was like, ooh, I know what Twitch is. Wait,
1: you went and hung out with a bunch of old people and they talked about Twitch? (laughs) They did. You were like, oh, wealthy people, which means old, which means... (laughs)
0: You're the worst. But they were—they were talking about Twitch. They were—they were all asking if they should be on it, and I was like, I—I I don't know. And then they were like, "What is Twitch?" And I was like, "I don't know." So I thought you could tell us because that's pop culturey.
1: Well, you've been on Twitch before when? with with me. <laughs> we, we we went on a game show together. Oh, you did Peter's it on game your own. Show. Yeah.
0: Game. Oh yeah. Game, you what do you think it's way. called? Game of Fun. Sure. Game of, game of.
1: (laughs) Game of favorites was the game that you have played twice on Twitch that you're very confused about. And so what do you think Twitch is?
0: People watch you play games.
1: Sure. Yeah. Is it's, that true? Yeah. It's, people are live streaming, play, usually, mostly playing video games. Yeah. Sometimes like we could put this show on Twitch if you would like, it'd be live, and people which would watch it. we probably shouldn't. <laughs> 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 Let's let me do some editing first. But yeah, Twitch is people play mostly video games live and then you can like comment. So the but, game that you played, okay. you were yeah. a contestant on this guy's Twitch channel yes. and people were commenting and you were very confused by that. I
0: was very confused. And I, but you can't, Talk to them, but I could talk, like we were on screen at the same time, so we could talk. There's somebody else I know, Mrs. Ruby. Do you know Mrs. Ruby? I do know Mrs. Ruby. Yeah, so she, like, she has a cooking channel. She
1: does. She has, like, do you think you have a lot of cameras in here? She has, like, f- 12 cameras in her kitchen, so it's, like, there's, like, a, a camera on the oven and a camera on the, like, island and a camera where she's dicing and a camera where she's mincing wow. and a camera where she's doing all these things. And, yeah, she she cooks for hours, and people Live? have it.
0: Yeah. And the, okay, but what is the point? Is the point, do you make money if you're on Twitch and people watch?
1: You do. You do okay. make, you, you can make money because people can subscribe. Um, and like, you know, like usually like, like you always talk about like subscribing like to the podcast or YouTube, yes. that's free. But like subscribing on Twitch is like, I want to support these creators. So like it, a subscription is like, like $6 a month. And like Twitch takes half of it and the, like you would get half of it. Right. That's cool. um, so people could subscribe and it's just like, they want to support creators. Do
0: you have a Twitch?
1: I do. I do, uh, I haven't streamed video games uh, because usually video games is my stress relief. And oh. then streaming made me rage more, which wasn't <laughs> good live or good for like my personal health. So I stopped That's doing good. it. I, yeah, so That's now I just good. play video games and say the, whatever I want, because I'm not live on <laughs> with, with, with people watching. But one cool thing, yeah. if you have Amazon Prime, which you do, I do, anybody with Amazon Prime gets a free one free subscription for your favorite creator. So whoever your favorite creator is, like ForteCat on twitch.tv slash ForteCat, you can subscribe every month for free with Amazon Prime. It's part of your Amazon, so you're already paying for it. So Prime you can well. you can gift someone $3 a month for free <laughs> by subscribing. So like so Peter or John Blevins whose hat like, I'm literally wearing you say, right now. Our friend
0: John Blevins. Yeah. He is called Bearded Blevins and he's a big Twitch player and he's doing it with Bearded Marco.
1: He is. Which I I'm know. am surprised you know that. I'm shocked. He,
0: <laughs> are you impressed? I'm really impressed. That's because I'm friends with his wife, Elizabeth. Oh, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> so yeah, twitch.tv slash Bearded Blevins. You can use that free subscription or, him. you know. Or Mrs. Ruby. Mrs. Ruby. Or Game of take, Or Or, or no, take. No, not ads. Game of Favorites. Don't support him. I'm just kidding. I love Peter. I love Peter.
0: <laughs> but now everybody's in the know. So now you know what Twitch is, and now you know a little bit more about uh, the new producer that's on the show, Taylor Stroll, who's going to make us all cool and young. Okay, you guys, don't go anywhere. You are watching and listening to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. You guys, today was a big day. We have Taylor Schroll coming in as a producer. We'll see if my parents allow him to stay. We have Kelly Mantone, who was an OSV Innovative Challenge semifinalist. She has a new book, and she has an incredible ministry for special needs parents. Please check her out and support this incredible ministry. Maybe buy the book and give it to a parent that you know um, who is dealing with special needs they need more support than a lot of us even understand. And if you are dealing with that, know that we're praying for you and we're here for you. We can connect you with any links or any connections that you need. Just reach out. Also um, on the show, we kind of had a fun time bringing up a couple of things with current events. (laughs) I want you all to, to just relax and to take in these next couple of weeks as we kind of finish out 2021 and just Just be with your family. You know, I loved what Kelly said about it. her primary vocation is being a mom and being a wife and doing what that is and what that means. This time of year gets kind of crazy. Don't lose yourself. We need you. That's what's really important. I really want to thank you for tuning in on Veritas 1350 AM if you're in the tri-state area. I think it's just Connecticut and Long Island that get the show, but we're going to say tri-state. It sounds really important. Or if you're listening on the app. Guys, I need you to subscribe on YouTube. I need you to watch on Facebook. I need you to subscribe on the podcast apps. We collect all this data so that we know how it's going. So please share the show. It's not that late with Liv Harrison. I will be doing some live shows pretty soon, and you can come be part of the audience in someplace besides Houston. So tune in. You're going to want to get those details. Thank you so much. Guys, don't forget to give yourself permission to be extraordinary. See you next time on It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison.